Welcome to the V-Twin Life. This episode is going to be something a little different. I'm sure as many of you know that follow this. About two weeks ago, we lost a dear member of the motorcycle community. Leo McElrath, also known to many people as Ellen Photo. Leo was the very first guest I ever had on the V-Twin Life. When he came on and wanted to do an episode, to me, I was on cloud nine. I was a big fan of Leo's work. What he could capture in a picture and the story behind it just was amazing. And I was also really intrigued by all of his stories of the ride one cane a day. He was probably the one that inspired me to want to push myself to see what I, if I had what it took to complete it. I'd always wanted to do it. And he was basically my inspiration. When I found he'd passed it, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I remember seeing the post that he was in the hospital and I sent him a message and I'll say, Hey, get well, my friend. I, I hope you can beat this. You know, it was a couple days later, I'd got a message from his girlfriend, Tina and said, Hey, he's making small improvements. You know, things are, are looking good. And I, to me, I was, it was awesome. And then it was a few days later, I saw that post that Leo didn't beat COVID and, uh, it was hard, you know, like many other people. That day, you know, I think Rusty Bagger put it well. You could see Leo's touch on the motorcycle community because that Friday it was like every other post was Leo, you know, paying honor, paying tribute, you know, everybody sharing posts and stories. And I talked to my wife that night, you know, shared what went on. And she goes, you know, why not re-air his, his episode? You know, it's like a memorial. And I looked at it and I said, you know, that's... That's genius. And so this episode is not just going to be Milepost 39. This one has been named Milepost 39 of the Veterans Memorial Highway. Leo was a veteran of this country and to me, a national treasure, a hero. It's people like Leo that inspired me many years ago to join the Patriot Guard to pay respect to our men and women, you know, as they go to their final resting spots, whether you're doing an escort, we're doing flag lines or whatever we can to help support those families. And so tonight, so this episode is going to be tribute to Leo. I sent out to some messages to some other members within the motorcycle community asking if they'd want to be part of this. And everybody was wanted to be part of this. And that was great. So here you're going to hear some stories from some other people within this community. Each person will introduce themselves so you'll know who you're talking, who's talking. They're going to share their stories, their interactions, memories they had of Leo. We're all going to get to see an, another little picture of Leo and and he will forever be remembered. Milepost 39 of the Veterans Memorial Highway. May you rest in peace, Leo. Forever enjoy that open road. Our final guest speaker, you know, we should introduce would be probably one of the most important to Leo would be his girlfriend, Tina and Tina wanted to be part of this and had a great story that she wanted to share. And I was honored to have her come on and want to do this. So Tina, it's all yours. Oh, wow. No pressure there at all. <laughs> um, thank you. First of all, for doing this, for honoring him. Um, as you, as you know, motorcycle community and um, was very important to him. He loved talking to people, 
I always told him he was a social butterfly. He would literally talk to anyone, especially if it was about motorcycles or any other thing. So thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. And he was, he was thrilled to death when you had him do your podcast for the first one. He was very excited about that. It was awesome. Yeah. That was, it was a cool podcast. So you had so, the story of the Pan American. Okay. So I have the perspective of being the person that every single day um, had the honor of hearing what he learned that day. <laughs> There's a little bit of sarcasm in there because it literally never stopped. Um, so, you know, he posted on social media things that he found out or wanted to share or the cool stuff he saw. So from the minute he learned of this in pre-production, I don't know if it was the hog magazine or what, but the second he saw it, I swear he was in love and he would just, you know, look at the lines, look at the design. It's so different. You know, he loved his road glide and he loved his baggers that he'd had, but this was just, it just intrigued him. And I always told him, I go, you're like the little 18 year old boy who's, you know, wants to get out and get dirty and muddy and filthy and, you know, do all that. So, um, he, everything he found, he'd read and read and read. And so eventually it got to the point where they told the release date and it was going to be in dealers. And then he started the search of well, which dealer around here is going to have it and which one are they going to have? Because there's some modifications to be had based on what you want. Um, summer, so June, we went on um, a trip to Cancun. And he knew that that was the date when they were going to be have demos in some of the dealers. So we flew back into St. Louis and St. Louis, of course, always has more options, more dealers than down here in Southeast Missouri, where we only have one. So we got off the plane. I'm in flip flops. He's in shorts and, and tennis shoes. And first thing, can we please go to the Harley dealers here in St. Louis and see if they have it? So. I wish I had a video of the first second he laid his eyes on it because it was like, oh, you know, the sparkles and everything. And the funny thing, though, is every place we went to look at one, he knew more about this bike than all the salespeople. So all the salespeople would would kind of start to talk. Oh, you're interested, blah, blah, blah. And he'd just start telling them all the details and they'd be like. Well, we went to a class in it six months ago, but I don't really remember what that button does. And he's telling them about all the modes. He's telling them about the ride height adjustment. He's telling them about this wheel versus that wheel. So he knew everything about it. So we didn't get to ride it that day because, again, we had just gotten off an airplane and had no proper gear. But we sat on it. We started it up. He was concerned because of the height of it. But um, he had read that you can adjust the seat. And then if you get the one with the right height that automatically adjusts, that made them all happy. So um, we did that. And then we came home and it was like a dog on a bone. He just could not stop thinking about it, could not stop talking about it. And every single day he was coming at me with all the different options. So then we found one in Kentucky. So then, then he starts to search for where are they? Where's the one I want? So, and he also very kindly, um, every time we saw one, wanted to make sure that I was okay on the back of it. Because if you look at it, it doesn't really look like it's really fit for two people. And I said, I said, well, let's ride it. Let's give it a ride and see 
how I am on the back of it. So we went to Kentucky and we rode that one and I was fine on it, but he kept asking about my butt. Is your butt falling off? Is your butt falling off? And I said, well, if you go fast and gun it, yeah, I'm going to have to hold on for dear life. But, um, he, he, he then said, well, we're going to get the saddlebags. And I said, okay, once we have the saddlebags, I'll be fine on the back of it. So we rode that one. And, um, once I said, I'll, I'll ride on whatever you want to ride on. I don't care. I'll be fine. Um, that was it. So he, he wanted to, of course, honor our, our local dealer here because he has a phenomenal relationship with them and God love them. They tried and they tried and they tried to find one with all the specifications he wanted, the color, the wheels, the adjustable ride seat, and they just could not get a, a dealer to dealer exchange to happen. So thanks to social media, he also was posting about, this is what I want. I can't find it. And people kept sending him messages of, hey, my dealer here has one. And he, and so he'd try to get our dealer here to trade with it and they didn't have the one they wanted. So finally, um, a dealer in Indianapolis had it and he, he went to our dealer here first though. Cause he, he was really, he was really worried about upsetting them. And so he talked to them and they said, look, we've tried, we know that you would get it from us. If you could just go get it. So he did, he drove up to Indianapolis, um, took the road glide up. And, uh, the funny part about that is they knew what to do for trading before they got there because he had so many pictures and details and logs of every single thing he'd done to it. And they'd be like, well, what's, what, how are the tires? What's the tread? Well, sure enough, you had a picture of the tread, you know, what, what did you have done? When was the last oil change? Well, he had pictures of the oil change he took and, and what the date was of the oil change and everything, because, you know, he takes pictures of everything. So they were really happy because, you know, they could, they could get a ballpark of, of trade in and know what they were had coming in before he even got there. So um, they did not have the saddlebags at that one. And that apparently has been a little bit of a backlog in ordering, but our dealer here in Scott city, thankfully ordered them when they first found out about this. So I went to there and I got the saddlebags and he went up to Indianapolis and got the bike and then um, brought it back. We put the saddlebags on it and then he had his week of vacation. And so he took the ride up, north to Michigan, um, Mackinac City, and ended up doing um, bike night at the museum. He was very happy to do that because he rolled up, and I think he has an Instagram video of going bagger, 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 Pan Am. So he was really excited about that. Um, so he got a, he, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. You know, he finally, for the first time, um, came up to some, you know, roads that were not paved, that were up against some sort of creeks and stuff. And he just was like, oh, let's do this. And you could go on it. Whereas before, you know, on the bagger, he was like, nope, we're not going to do gravel on this, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he was happy to do that. He was very happy to do that. And then um, the next week I went with him and we went to Kentucky and that was for the um, the mid mid what do we call it mmm i always want to say mid missouri but it's not mid missouri anyway uh, the fdb one. Oh, the five dirty bikers yeah the five dirty bikers mid- moto meetup i think it was yeah yeah mid-america moto meetup that's it um 
so again, you know, all these people had known that he'd been talking about it. And so he was very happy and very proud when we, we rolled up. And um, the, the only picture I have of him on that bike and the one that I use to post on his social media is when we rolled up and he parked it and people flocked all the guys, some that we knew from the last meetup and some that we hadn't met yet. And they just flocked around him and just started asking questions and looking at it and, you know, what's this do? What's that do? And I just took a picture because I was like, look how proud he is. He's just so happy and proud on this thing. You know, he's like, it's, it's for me as a mom, it's like when you bring your new baby in, you know, and everyone's looking at your baby, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was very nice. And I was, I was glad he had that moment because, um, he really, really wanted this. And, um, he and I, he and I both had, um, some goals and things that we, we both wanted to do just to get some happy. And that was the one for him. And I was so happy that he got it. So he didn't have it long, but the build up to it. And, and I'm glad he finally got it. And I'm glad that, um, we had a couple good trips on it. Um, so, and then as I'm, I'm sure, you know, his friends, um, rode me on it for his last ride to his resting place and that was very meaningful and meant a lot and um, they helped me get it here into my garage where it is currently sitting until I get my butt into a rider class and then I can ride it that'll be so awesome yeah I'm excited I'm looking forward to it oh absolutely I think you'll really enjoy it and just you know get that feel that connection that you know so many people much like Leo and you know would we were talking a bit ago that just the that throttle therapy, just being behind the yes. bars and just being in your own head and just just ride, enjoy the road. The the smells is you know a lot of people that I you know talked to over the the time doing this podcast like traveling in a car as opposed to traveling on a motorcycle. I think on a motorcycle, so much more intimate, intimate and personal. The smells, yes. I mean, everything is it's different than being in a car, and it's just there's nothing else like it. Yes. I always, I always thought that, you know, part of our relationship was around us sharing our time on the bike together. Um, a lot of our therapy that both of us, you know, cause we had the headsets so we could talk through our head, our, our, our helmets. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many conversations just had with us on a bike, just enjoying the feel of the wind and the sun and, you know, all that. So for me, um, I'm not a therapist, but I'm pretty sure that there's some sort of um, helping me heal is going to be done with me on that bike, just, you know, pulling me close to him and, and just remembering all that. He used the bike a lot for that reason. He, you know, he worked hard. He worked, you know, all week long. And when he got time to get on the bike, that was his time to just decompress, just take a deep breath, just focus on whatever you want to focus on and think on. And um, I think for me, it's also going to help with that. So, and it also keeps me connected to his friends. His friends have been phenomenal reaching out to me, you know, so just to be able to, to do that with them and stay connected with them and have these things to do, because I don't think he'd want me just sitting around in the house every weekend, you know, frumpy. So I want to still go and see the things that we always went to see even just around here even if it's just a quick day trip 
you know, that was the thing we like to do. And I think most people who have motorcycles, sure, you want to do the week-long vacation, but I mean, any day, it's a good, pretty day. Just go out and ride a couple hundred miles and find some dive place to eat and ride back. And that's a good day. Even go to the grocery store. I do that a lot. I'll just go to the grocery <laughs> store and man between the saddlebags and the tour pack. If I need to, I'll throw the other bag on top of the tour pack. And man, I can fit yeah. a lot of groceries in mine. Yes, you can. Well, in here, we don't have any good malls. So he would joke because anytime we went to St. Louis, I'd be like, okay, I need to go to the mall, but I won't buy anything big. And he's like, okay, well, that's going to, you have this much space to pack. You allocate that however you want to. And so I'd have to leave space because, well, if I'm going to St. Louis, I'm, I got to go to the mall, you know? So, yeah, we find excuses to just go out and ride. Usually it involves food. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I really, really want this pizza from this place. Well, let's ride up and get it. Okay. <laughs> so, but it was a big part of his life. And he really, really enjoyed any aspect of it. You know, his one friend he rode to the Grand Canyon with a few years ago, literally the guy was on his route, his trucking route, and he just saw him tinkering with his bike. And every week he'd talk to him about the bike. And so he just talked about the bike, talked motorcycle stuff. You know, that was when he was the happiest, you know, anyone, anyone he saw with any memorabilia or any kind of sure anything, he just talked to them about motorcycles and loved it. So. It was it was a very important part of his life that I think brought him a lot of happiness. It's that common ground, you know. You, you see somebody else, and it, it could, you know, a, a one minute gas stop be, turns into ten minutes just because you found somebody that shares that interest. And oh, here we yes. go now, you know. After ten minutes, we're best friends. Yes, you are. They exchange numbers. Yep. They exchange social media, and you have a new friend, and you keep in touch. And then the 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 sharing of knowledge is what always impressed me is he would he would share knowledge with anyone about any aspect of well this grip does this well i've got these seats well any any kind of information that he had to share um one of the one of his friends here that um went with me the weekend we were um getting the bike to my house said most of this bike was put together because of leo so he'd be like i'd see him put those lights on and he'd go man what kind of those and how did you wire it? And he, he's like, he'd always let me know exactly how to do it. If he was here, he'd say, I'll come over and help you do it. So just the knowledge sharing of, of what features you can get and, and how to get them and how to put them on and whatnot. So yeah, it's a good way to, it's a good way to share. Absolutely. And thank you for, for coming on and, you know, sharing the, another piece of, of Leo for everybody. And, you know, the cool thing about this is, you know, this, this whole little memorial, this, this episode is here forever. But, you know, that's, that's yes. the cool thing about, you know, these new podcasts and digital format is now this can be shared forever and always, you know, can be brought back up to listen to again. And yes. that's something really cool about this whole thing. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing the other stories. I think, been, I think you really enjoy them. So yeah. Tina, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing, you know, your bit of Leo with us and I can't wait. This is going to be fun tomorrow when this will come out at noon Pacific tomorrow. And it'll be Apple, Google, Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Caster, and Breaker. But I got to say that one of my favorite places to listen to is actually is Spotify. Because with Spotify, they allow me to change the cover art for every episode. So, Yes, I love the one you picked for his episode with his overalls on. 
Yeah, and then you know we we got the milepost. I, I found the the Veterans Memorial Highway sign. It's like, man, this all I love it. This just fits perfect. So yes, everybody will get to him. see it, and I'm excited. You know, yeah. Uh, I wish I wasn't doing this just for the other reasons, but I'm I honored know. to to do this for him. And you know, I I truly wish our paths would have crossed on the open road, and you know, share some stories around campfire and a few beverages would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, keep your eye out because um, we've all, even in our riding since, have noticed little facets of Leo. Um, there was a deer that was about to hit us when we were on his bike with his, when his friend was riding it with me. The deer literally tripped and flipped around. And he looked at me and he goes, did you just see Leo trip that deer? So like little things keep happening that we're like, that was Leo. So I think he's still going to be riding with us. Oh, yeah. Guardian Angel. Yep, absolutely. We all have one right now. Very true. Yeah. Well, thank so, you for honoring him. Thank you for for putting this together and, and, and letting someone letting people be able to share their stories and it helps us, helps us all. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing, you know, what, what you had too is one more piece of the puzzle, one more piece for people to know. All right, what's up, everybody? My name's Rusty. Uh, I have the uh, Instagram page, RustyBagger24, uh, as well as the YouTube page. Um, uh, yeah, so when it comes to Leo, um, this this guy was a real one. Um, I first met him in person uh, at the uh, at Adam Sandoval's Bring It Home ride back in uh, 2019, uh, but before that. He was one of the first people that I followed, and he actually started following me, which I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, just when I first created my page, um, you know, several years ago, and uh, he was he was definitely one of my biggest supporters, uh, one of my biggest hype guys, because I remember um, you know just some of these pages used to you know start sharing some of my photos that I. Uh, that I uploaded to Instagram and I would get super excited about it. And, you know, Leo was one of those guys that would, uh, that would share it over to his page and uh, repost it to, uh, to his stories. And he just used to pump me up. And uh, I mean, that, that, that's just, that's who he was. Um, and, uh, you know, when I finally met him, um, it's, it's like I was, you know, one of his best friends or like a brother to him, you know, I mean, he, uh, we just started talking like, like, like we've known each other for years. Um, and we got to, uh, to ride around, uh, I was out there with my dad and another uh, friend of ours. And, uh, we got to ride to, uh, the K river campground together and just have some really good conversations. Um, you know, he was telling me about, uh, I think this was before he rode or drove the truck to, uh, Sturgis, I think it was for custom dynamics. And I think he was, uh, he was talking to me about that, uh, you know, the possibility of it. And, you know, it was really cool to, for him to be able to do that. But yeah, it, when I found out that he had COVID, um, you know, I shot him a text and, you know, told him I was praying for him and everything like that. And I didn't hear anything kind of worried me, but his, uh, his girlfriend, you know, texted me and, you know, said that she would re try to relay the message and everything like that. And, um, and then a few days later, uh, that's when I saw that, uh, that he passed. And honestly, like I, I didn't expect it to hit me hard like it did, but it hit me pretty hard. It, it, it definitely did. And, you know, on, on Instagram, just scrolling through, it seemed like every other post, you know, from all these different pages and all these different companies were about, you know, Leo's passing. And, 
it it was really cool. Like I I know what kind of guy Leo was, and it's really cool to see, um, you know, other people and other companies, other influencers, um, you, you know, think the same of him. Um, so it it was really cool to be scrolling through Instagram that day and and just see all the love that he was getting and 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 all that. Uh, it was it was it was pretty overwhelming. It, it really was. And um, but yeah, after after the Texas trip. Uh, you know, we parted ways and, uh, I know he did a, um, one K in a day. He was, uh, he was big on one K in a day and, um, uh, he, he actually came out to the Smoky mountains. I think he rode the dragon, but he stopped by, I was actually coaching, uh, at my, uh, at my work, Smoky mountain, Harley Davidson. And he, uh, he stopped by real quick, got to see him again. And that was the last, last time I saw him, uh, saw him in person, but, um, but he, he, he definitely will be, he, he will be missed for sure. Um, I mean, this, uh, this, this affects a lot of people in the motorcycle community and, um, you know, it just, uh, it, it sucks to not have him here anymore, but, uh, he will be missed. And I know his memory is, is definitely going to live on through, uh, throughout the, uh, the motorcycle community for sure. Uh, thanks for having me on Denver, uh, Craig from wild ass seats. Um, wild ass Craig is what most of you guys know me as now. Um, I knew I, I got to know uh, Leo. We were introduced by a mutual friend, um, Brian Clock, and I only met Leo in person one time, and uh, that was at Sturgis, not this year, previous year, um, probably even the year before that. I don't remember to be honest with you, because it just seems like I've known the guy forever. But uh, uh, we were introduced. He stopped by the booth, and we had a nice visit. And, you know, you can – some people you can just tell uh, they're good people, they're fakes, they're, they're people you don't want to associate with, whatever. Um, and I felt like we were instantly friends. And that's that was the first time I had ever met him, and you – you know, just you thought we'd known each other for years. So we, uh, you know, I got him a cushion and he took off with it. And yet we never stopped communicating. He uh, instantly, of course, had positive feedback, which is what we want. But he was telling everybody about it, you know, sharing it. And, um, you know, most of those people want something in return. They don't just do things because they're good people and want to help. And that wasn't Leo at all. It was he, all he wanted to do was help. Um, you know, there were some, there's Instagram, you know, social media things that I don't know, being a small business guy, um, quite a ways behind the curve, you know, not really focused on that, which I probably should be, but he, he tried to help me grow my following, never asked for a thing in return again. Um, we stayed in contact and I, I, I said it was like every other week, at least we were, you know, communicating and we did as I went through and, and I, I'm like, God, I wonder, was it really that often? And I started flipping through my messages and, uh, it was, it was at least every other week we were chatting and, uh, he, you know, he traded in the most beautiful road glide. I think any of us have ever seen. And he got, you know, equally good looking Pan America that, uh, 
you know, he, he was really dreaming about that bike. I know he's, he searched long and hard for it and he got it. He got to do an epic ride. And one of the coolest things was, I don't remember what the wall was in Milwaukee. Maybe you can help with that, but where he found his name on the wall, didn't even know it was there. Um, you know, and then he, he, he made a post that he was not doing well. It was the post of him in the mask. And I reached out, you know, gave him a little time to get some, get some air literally. And I reached out to make sure he was doing all right. And Tina replied, you know, I was excited when I saw that uh, he had replied because you get the notifications on your screen and uh, had been worried about him and talked about him with, you know, Renee and with Callie at the shop and, and saw that he had replied and I was pretty excited. And then it was hers, which I mean, nothing <laughs> negative, but I'm like, wait, that's, that's not Leo. And, you know, so then her and I had connected and I remember, I remember being, I was actually in the gym the day that uh, the post went out that he had passed. Um, I was between sets of my one minute break and I saw that he had made a post and uh, I was excited to read the post. I opened it up and my day was over. Um, I, I just, I had, didn't know what to do with myself the rest of the day. Such a bummer. Um, you know, like I say, he was such, he was a genuine, caring person that wanted nothing in return. And, uh, you know, now to get to know Tina, I feel for her. I feel for her family. And uh, I, I pray for everybody that knew and loved Leo. Um, he's a great guy. And he's going to be missed by a lot of us for sure. Uh, my name's Ramble, host of Ride 1K in a Day. Uh, first want to thank Denver for having me on uh, for this. It's an honor, particularly uh, for this occasion, this memorial of Leo. Uh, one regret, I uh, wish I knew him better. only know him through Instagram and interactions there. But uh, I think I can say through there that I got to know him pretty well, um, usually, and Got to know each other quite personally as well and our endeavors and supporting of each other of those. Um, I think maybe I was first introduced to him when I I hit the road on my motorcycle 2014, living on it for about 18 months as a traveling photographer. Of course, through that um, and Instagram and um, connecting people through that I, I found his photos and we started following each other and Ellen for photo and ramble on photo and we got to talking about photography and a bit about equipment things like that and um man unfortunate we we never met up i would love to shake the man's hand but i am thankful for um the interactions we have had um at some point there, uh, well, 2016, I, I had sort of dropped off Ramble on photo and started Ride 1K in a day. And uh, for those that don't know, it's, it's an event to challenge riders, to challenge themselves and ride 1,000 miles in 24 hours or less. And Leo was pretty quick to jump on board that. And he, uh, he rode in the first year and every year since then, and only four other riders can claim that title um so though not knowing him personally and just that connection it, it kind of just hits different um there we we have a 
group message on Instagram, annual 1K riders, and I don't even feel right taking them out of it. There was a guy that didn't make the ride last year, so, you know, kind of told him, got to kick you out, buddy, jokingly. But, you know, I don't even think I'll take Leo out of this group. I think we'll leave him out in there out of respect. And I think he honestly may have been the last remaining annual rider, if any of them. No disrespect to the rest. I love y'all. <laughs> but um, so that that's it as, as far as the interaction with him. I, I wish I, I really wish I had a lot more. He was a very inspiring individual. And like I said, I would love to shake the man's hand, share some beers and some stories over campfire, some definitely some miles on the road. Um, but I, I am thankful for the interaction we have had. And I would like to share one of his stories from one of his 1K rides. Uh, he did do um, six, seven over the six years. He did get one in this year in March. Um, and I want to share this story from... Uh, April 20, 2019. I don't think he did that on purpose for 420 ride. <laughs> he may partake, but I do not think he did that on purpose. But um, so he wrote, yesterday on a whim, I decided to ride my motorcycle a thousand miles, 1,166 to be exact. This is my fourth consecutive year. I've done the ride 1K in a day and my seventh total uh, time I've done this. I've noticed that throughout my day, I felt emotion. I felt every emotion, felt physical pain, experienced doubt, found a second wind, thought my current status and thought about my current status in life and where I want to be in the future. Riding a thousand miles alone will teach you a lot of things about yourself. My greatest lesson every time is that anything is achievable if you put in the effort. Nothing in life is free or easy that is worth having do the work in all caps. And I love that story most out of, uh, out of all of his. So I just wanted to share that one. I know I don't have a lot of time to other people to listen to and talk to. And he, you know, his, his connections spread wide and far to amazing people in this industry. And um, is, is a big loss for, for all of us. And he will be missed right in paradise, Leo. My name is Dave Perbula. I'm the owner of Custom Dynamics. Um, for those that don't know us, we do motorcycle lights and accessories. I met Leo um, maybe about five or six years ago. We started working with Leo. Um, he became an ambassador for our brand. And um, first of all, let me just say my deepest um, condolences to, to everyone in Leo's family. Um, I'm still in complete shock um, about what happened. So let me just start off by, by saying that. But we have worked with Leo, um, like I said, maybe five or, or six years. Um, Leo had done a great job uh, for us. We started off with Leo doing photography for us and he did an absolute um, amazing job just seeing you know the the way he envisioned the world um, through his lens was just amazing um, our lights our leds are, are are typically difficult to photograph and leo did such an amazing job in bringing um, our products to life and showing 
what can be done um, you know, with our products on, on his uh, bike and just so creative. Um, so we worked with Leo. He did um, photography for us. He did some videos. He did some install videos. But I think what was most touching for me is back in 2019, we were um, in a position where we were doing um, surges every year. We had a very, very large rig. I don't know how many have seen our our rig at shows, but we have a very large tractor trailer. And I was having some health issues, and um, I was unable to drive to drive our tractor trailer out to surges. And it requires a, a CDL and actually requires some skill. Um, that uh, rig requires over length permits. It's, it's um, uh, kind of a challenge to do. And since I wasn't able to do, we were to drive it, we were looking at um, possibly not going out to surges. And we were trying to brainstorm and come up with ideas on how we could get our rig out there. And one of our employees, Darren, said, hey, what about Leo? What if we approached Leo? Because he drives a tractor trailer. He has a CDL. And I said, well, it wouldn't hurt. I don't know if he would be able to do this, be willing to do it, be able to get time off work um, and, you know, take on such a um, commitment for us. But uh, we approached Leo and uh, I talked to him and he said he would love to do it. And he rearranged his schedule and he came out here. And that was the first time that I had met Leo in person. That was in August of 2019. And it was such a, a, a wonderful experience, um, not only just meeting him in person, but how he treated that whole um, he, he really treated that rig like it was his own. You know, he, he, he drove out there. He, he took on that responsibility. He did us a favor doing that and, and driving that tractor trailer out there. But, you know, he, he, he took the time. He updated me um, all along the route. He sent me daily updates on where what his progress was and if he was having any issues. He um, also, you know, he, he, he took the opportunity to, to post um, along the way, um, take pictures, and it just, he made it a, a wonderful um, experience for us. So not only did he solve the problem that we had, that we didn't have a, a CDL driver to get it out there, but he just turned it into a wonderful um, experience for us. So we were so grateful that he, he did that for us. And, and, and went out there and, and drove it there and drove it back for us. And, and, and just, you know, you, you, in your lifetime, you don't meet a lot of people that would really, you know, do anything for you. And Leo was that type of person that would just, you know, give the shirt off his back for you. And it, it was so great to work with him. I was so honored to have that experience, to have spent that time. Um, to get to know him personally and, and to work with him. And I am, um, you know, was so, so honored to do that. And I was so upset um, to, to hear the news. And again, my condolences to, to all his family and uh, my, my prayers to everyone.
Our last tribute piece for Leo comes from Dustin Thacker. It was too hard for Dustin to try to, to do it an audio. Our last piece for Leo comes from Dustin Thacker. Doing the interview over the phone was a little difficult and he was still emotional at the time and asked if he could send an email and asked me to read it. I said, absolutely, man, that's not a problem. So here are the words from Dustin Thacker. I first heard about Leo through Instagram. His photo work really stood out from the crowd and I appreciated his willingness trying new and exciting ways to capture life's moments. He is one of the first guests we had on the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. As we asked on after we were able to meet up in person at the 2019 Midwest Moto Meetup. He was a great guy to be around and ride with, no doubt. Leo and I kept in contact since and even tried to arrange a ride together again, but unfortunately we never saw each other again until this past September at the Five Dirty Bikers meetup. I was grateful for the opportunity to hang with him again, especially after learning he was so soon after fighting hard against this virus that ultimately took his life. It was devastating news that hit the community very hard. Leo was one of the good ones. He served this country not only in the military, but also on the front lines with other truckers, who made sure that the shelves didn't go empty during the thick of the pandemic. Leo had a good heart, a creative mind, and loved Harley-Davidson. There was something about the first meetup that made a certain bond between the people that attended. Many will not understand how riding on two wheels draws a community like no other. Leo was part of this community and a friend. I'll remember him forever. Until we ride again, my friend. Dustin Thacker. And now the very first guest of the V Twin Life, which aired October eighth, twenty twenty. The great Ellen Four Photo. Hey, hey guys! Welcome back to the V Twin Life. This is a uh, episode two, and today we got a guy that I followed on Instagram for a while at Ellen Four Photo, Leo McElrath. So hey, welcome to the show, Leo. Hey, how are you? Good. Now, Jesse, you know, you are one of our Army veterans, and I just at first, you know, want to thank you for your service to our country. Oh, I really appreciate that. So then you also have your LM4 photo page, and you've also recently started the LM4 photo underscore travel. I did. I added a travel page. I, th- I thought I thought maybe uh, it, it, seems like, it seems like my LM4 photo page uh, has traction with motorcycle stuff. And, uh, when I post anything else, it just doesn't get a lot of traction. So I thought I would take some of my other stuff and some of my travel and put it over on another side page and just see what happens. So it's not, uh, there's no traction right now, but, uh, um, I don't know. I got, I think I got 75 followers, so it's better than zero. Yeah. I'm one of them. I jumped on it. I thought, you know, your photos are actually freaking amazing. Thank you, sir. So so I figure. So, what got you into into motorcycles? Um, honestly, what got me into motorcycles was being told that uh, that if I got a motorcycle, I would have to park it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> so, so my uh, my my dad was a state trooper. Um, so, uh, understandably so, uh, I'm sure he's worked plenty of accidents. Um, you know, with, with motorcyclists and sees the, the carnage and the damage that comes with, with mishandling a motorcycle. Um, I, I mentioned younger, younger age, I mentioned that I wanted a motorcycle and that's what I was told, you know, you, uh, while you're living under my roof, you won't have one. So, uh, 
just kind of piqued my interest and and I've always always been a fan of the motorcycle you know no no specific brand just just in general the motorcycle and and um you're just fascinated with it so so when I when I got old enough to to be out on my own and do my own thing I uh I picked one up I I guy I was in the in the Missouri National Guard with I uh uh he rebuilt small engines and motorcycles and he had a he had a little $500 Honda and uh, I bought it from him one, one drill weekend and uh, I hid it in the back room at work. Didn't even tell anybody I bought it. And I learned to ride it on my lunch hour. <laughs> oh, nice. So what was your first bike? Um, it was a, uh, man, I don't remember the year. I think it was a 76 maybe. No, I don't, I don't know if it was that old. It was a, it was a 500 and it was a Honda Ascot, A-S-C-O-T, Ascot. And it was a little 500 CC, um, no, no frills. There wasn't nothing to it. It kind of resembles a little cafe style bike. But, uh, like I said, I, 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 I picked it up at drill weekend and, uh, on the way home, I, I went by my work and I just stuck it in the back room at work. I didn't even tell anybody I bought it. <laughs> that's kind of similar to my first my first bike i picked up i think it was an 83 or 84 the v45 honda saber okay it was the same thing and you know no frills no nothing like i mean no nothing like no nothing nice but it went down the road and i enjoyed it i put a lot of miles actually that bike was the first bike that i ever went on my first actual motorcycle trip with me and my dad did a three-day trip around washington state we did a big loop around the state and I think that trip, you know, is what hooked me even more for traveling on the road. I started with dirt bikes when I was young, rode dirt bikes, and I had a blast with it. Then I decided I wanted to get on the road. When I took that trip with my dad, that that hooked me instantly when it came to motorcycles. Mine, uh, my, my, my story kind of went a little different. I, uh, I'm a truck driver by trade, so, so, so my job in the Army was transportation. So, so when when I turned 21 and, and, you know, was old enough to get an actual CDL license and become a real truck driver. I, I, I used, I used my army training and took that benefit. So, um, when I got into motorcycling, um, it was, it was r- really, so, so again, being told that you couldn't have one. And then the other thing was I had the CDL license and I had all the endorsements. So the only endorsement I didn't have was motorcycle. So I wanted to add that to my, my, list of things I could drive legally. Um, I, I really, I had a 30 mile drive back and forth to work and, uh, I, I would ride the motorcycle back and forth to work and, and literally scared to death of it. Um, just it, uh, I'd run the speed limit sometimes below the speed limit, um, riding it back and forth to lunch at work. Um, I wouldn't pass a tractor trailer to save my life. Um, it just, it, it, <clears throat> I was scared of it. <clears throat> I, I, I rode it. I kept riding it. And then a guy that I worked with, he was an old Harley guy and he kind of took me under his wing and taught me some things about motorcycles. And, and he took me out and got me riding with him and he took me to a rally or two. And, and it just kind of, I, I, it grew from there because I, I enjoyed the lifestyle and the freedom and, and, uh, um, uh, still to this day, you know, we were talking about the ride in one K ride one K in a day and, uh, time in my helmet alone, um, uh, with, with no opportunity for distraction is, 
is just really something that it holds value nowadays with, with everybody having yes. a cell phone and, 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 you know, constantly being able for somebody to get a hold of you, being able to put that phone in your pocket and, and just be in your helmet. It, it really holds value these days because the only thing it's just you, your motorcycle, your thoughts and, and the road of wherever you're going. Um, and, and, and that's kind of how it grew, you know, me being a truck driver, you know, the, the thought of, of, well, it's only 400 miles. So, so riding a motorcycle somewhere of a distance, distance didn't bother me because I had been doing it as a truck driver. And, uh, um, the 1000 mile thing, the first time I did it, it was just kind of a, oh, we think we can do this. And, uh, me, me and two of my buddies went and did it. And this was this was uh, the first one I did was for uh, the Iron Butt Association. So I've tried to do one every year. I think I'm up to eight years in a row that I've done done That's done one every year. This year now, uh, here in 2020, um, I so you know with coronavirus and all this bullshit. As soon as as soon as we could get out and do something without, I guess, being hassled for being out. Um, I, I jumped on mm-hmm. the bike and went and did a, uh, did my one K with ride one K in a day. And then, uh, when Sturgis rolled around, I did another one. So I've done two this year. <clears throat> nice. It's like you're saying, you know, you, you, you put on the helmet and that's always, you know, one thing that's been awesome for me is motorcycles. It's also, it's an amazing therapy. I mean, a guy can be having just a horrible day. And I've, you know, told this to friends and other guys, it's like, man, I could head out towards Squam, which for me, it's about, say, 15 miles, hit some back roads, you know, little back roads around town and out through the farmland, maybe ride 50 miles, but come back and you're just, you're in a different frame of mind. It's like you can for, forget about the troubles you had that day or what's going on and just oh, yeah, feel I total, totally agree. I don't, I don't even know that it takes 50 miles. Um, I, I've Very true. I've, I've sometimes... So like, like I, I drive a truck for a living now and, and Wednesday is kind of my short day, but Wednesday I get to come through the house. So there, there's been days that, that I come home on a Wednesday and I might only, I might only ride just the country roads around town. So maybe not even 15 miles, but just that feeling of the freedom to get out and do it. Um, it just, you're, you're just like you said, it just, it changes your whole mindset and, and, you know, kind of throws a relaxing curve into your whole, your whole game plan. Yeah, very true. I, I can't agree more. No, no. On the, on the flip side of that, there's, there's days that, um, like, like, like I've had buddies like, Hey, let's go ride. And, and, and for some reason, if, if I'm in a certain funk, I don't want anything to do with the motorcycle because, because I know of the, you know, I, I always have in my mind all of the, the negative possibilities that can happen with that motorcycle. And, and if I'm not in the front or the right frame of mind to ride it, I won't, I won't even get on it because, you know, I'm not talking about being drunk or, or anything. I'm just talking the, the mindset. If I'm not in the mindset to get yeah, on the it, right I won't even mind. get on it. You know, it's kind of like picking up a chainsaw when you're, you know, when you're, when you're half asleep, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to, to go out and take a chance. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't feel right. I agree. 
So currently, so what years your road glide you're so, riding now? So now I'm on a, uh, a 2019 road glide special, and it's got the uh, it's got the M8, and then it's uh, all the specials, the all blacked out. Um, it uh, I added the tour pack, so so my bike my bike sitting and looking at it looks like a road glide ultra, but it's a it's a special with a quick detached tour pack. Right, which actually that'd be that that's the same model my dad bought last year, the nineteen Road Glide Special. Then he went with the old uh, chop right, razor right, tour right. pack on it. He liked the low profile one, which I don't know. They're some of them look good, but I like I like the full the, size. Uh, I like the room. I, I mean, I like mine. I, I use like the, the heck out of mine. Look, but I really like to go somewhere and not carry my helmet around. You know. It's really nice to be able yeah. to put that helmet inside the tour pack and not have to carry it in a restaurant or 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 leave it. You know, it's just you have a nice helmet. There's just the opportunity when it's hanging on your handlebars for somebody to rip it off and steal it. You know, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. Which is nice. Even mine sometimes. I'm I'm looking to go in the full face one soon. I still wear the half one, which. I can put that. It'll fit in my Absolutely. side saddlebags. And like when the wife goes with me, her full face will fit in the tour pack. No problem. Uh-huh. Like, you know, her purse and coat. And it's so nice that, to have that, that room. King, that King tour pack Raven, that I have will fit two full face helmets. So I, I wear a Simpson and then, and then the girl that rides with me, we both, we both have uh, the Simpson mod bandit. So it's the, it's the modular, but mm-hmm. both of those, both of those I helmets like those. will fit in that King tour pack together at the same time nice so your previous road glide so that one was what year was that um so that uh, was a twin cam 103 um and and nothing wrong with that motorcycle there wasn't wasn't a dang thing wrong with that motorcycle it was just that it was just every time you went in the dealership that that milwaukee a just kept saying look at me look at me look at me and uh, (laughs) and i looked at it so i uh Ended up test driving. I I I, I was I, I wa- kind of wanted to buy the Road Glide Ultra, so I wanted to step up to an Ultra, and uh, they had a, whew, they had a seventeen. Let's see, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. They had an eighteen Road Glide Ultra, and uh, I went and test drive. I, I went and test rode my special, and when we got back from the test ride on the special, I was going to go on the Ultra. Well, they had sold the Ultra just while I was on the test ride. So I didn't even get to ride the Ultra. Oh, and, uh, you know, then it was, then it was, you got to wait, you know, until they get another one or they find another one or whatever. And, and uh, the other thing was they, so they didn't have a, um, a Road Glide Ultra Limited. They only had the Road Glide Ultra. So you weren't getting the painted interfering. You weren't getting the heated grips. Um, there was some other knickknack stuff that you weren't getting if, if you know, like like with an Ultra Limited. So, so I ended up with the Special because it had more of everything that I wanted, you know, minus the heated grips. <clears throat> so whatever. I, I, didn't, nice. I didn't do wrong. I, uh, I've got a really, really nice motorcycle right now. I'm telling you out of, out of the motorcycles that I've had, this motorcycle that I have now is the best motorcycle that I've ever been on. I love the road glide. So when, uh, see, it was August. I went down. Well, when I did my first, when I did the ride one cane a day, I went from up here, I live in 
Northwest Washington up in yes, the corner sir. on the Olympic Peninsula. So I rode for here to Missoula, Montana. I went up over the Bitterroot Mountains and down to Boise to a little town just southwest of Boise called Kuna, okay. where my brother lives. And his son works at um, High Desert Harley-Davidson in Meridian. And he was telling all the guys at the shop about, you know, the ride I was doing. You know, I was coming down. So the day after I got there, we went down to the dealership. And right next door to High Desert Harley-Davidson is also the Indian okay. dealership. And I hadn't seen the new Challengers in person yet. So it's like, dude, I just, I want to check it out. I got to look at it. And, you know, me and the salesman, we started, you know, shooting the shit. And he's like, hey, he goes, why don't you just ride it? All right. And my brother starts laughing. He's like, dude, I'm out of here. He goes, but I got to take a picture and send it to dad before, before you do this. So I, I took it on a ride. He went over to the dealership you know because his son was working he's like dude he's over there talking working a deal and which i wasn't sure. but he was just feeding him a line so i took the challenger on a ride and i gotta yeah. say i was impressed the response i'll give indian on the, the stock seat it is comfortable the electronic windshield is pretty nice you raise and lower it but granted the one i rode i think it had 20 miles on it the drivetrain yeah. was just so noisy there was a lot of noise and it had some nice features and you know, so, I think so I took I, it from about I, 10 miles, I, you know, took it back. Uh, uh, this, this might be a stab in the wind here. Isn't, isn't Indian doesn't Polaris own Indian now? So, so I believe so. Polaris had victory and the, the old victory vision had that, yeah. had that electronic windshield that raised and lowered. And, and I don't, I don't really know what, um, I don't know who's running Indian's marketing team now. I'm not. I'm not downing Indian, um, uh, but you know, I'm not. I'm not going to talk bad about it anymore. So I'm a motorcycle fan. Um, I ride a. I ride a Harley. Oh, me too. I'll probably stick with Harley. Um, so, so preface all that with what I'm about ready to say. I don't know what's going on with Indian's marketing team, but I've seen a whole lot of uh, Harley people, and then all of a sudden. Like like on their YouTube page, um, they've got a they've got an Indian Challenger and and they they've got it for like a month and and now they're doing all their YouTube videos. So so it's it wasn't given to them, but it was given to them to ride and to review and to do some YouTube videos on. And then yeah, so exposure. I, I mean, you got to hand it to Indian for for stepping out there and and you know they're they're picking. They're picking like some of these these uh, you know better known um, I guess YouTube channels and they're they're saying hey you know go go ride this for a while and uh, you know see what see what you think about it and come back with an honest honest talk about it so well what's cool another thing they did I'll I'll let you in a minute I read about but the funny thing after I took that one for a ride I went next door to the Harley shop. And the salesman came out. He's like, dude, there's no way. He goes, you, you ain't buying that. And I said, well, you know, I'm just taking it for a ride. He goes, dude, he goes, I don't care what you want to ride. He goes, the showroom is uh -huh. open. Take any bike you want. And looked at my nephew and said, whatever he wants, he goes, nice. wheel it out there. Nice. He's taking it. So, I, you know, I took out a brand new 2020 Road Glide Limited. It's like, yeah. yeah, there's no way I'd ever switch. I mean, I ride in 04. I got, you know, the older running the 88 wheels bumped up to 95. Yeah. Yours is Mine's glide. a road glide. It was a road glide standard, but my put the tour pack. My dad had put the tour pack on it because I got it from my dad okay. Uh, okay. last year in June. And so it's you know looks like the road glide ultra, 
But shoot, I just got back from Boise. I mean, I'm at 101,500 oh, wow. miles on it. Nice. Oh, yeah, it nice. runs great. But to get back to the deal, you know, we're talking about exposure of Indian. I don't know if you ever yes. follow the Hoka yes. Hay. I, I'd love to do that, but but I, I can't. Yeah, I, I need to know what some of these people. I need to know what it's some a of serious these people do for a living that they can take that much time off of, of a job. You know what I'm saying? What was yeah? What was impressive is there was a guy that wrote it a couple years ago, and I I don't remember his name. He was a retired Navy SEAL, and he had got four other guys. They'd all served together, and their plan was they were all going to uh-huh. go do the Hokahe together this year. Well, that gentleman ended up passing away. I believe it was like six, seven oh, months wow. before it started. And when Indian got word of it, they donated an outfit of the other four guys with all brand new bikes, brand new Indians, and everything oh, wow. they needed to go do the ride in his honor. Right. Which right. I thought was pretty impressive. Well, see, they've like like uh, uh, Indians hooked up with uh, or 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 the other way around, Adam Sandoval. So you know, Adam's got a pretty big. Uh, YouTube, YouTube following and, and, you know, with oh, yeah. his, I mean, and he's, already, he does. He, he's, he's, it's, you know, I, I see a lot of people hate on Adam, you know, you, you know, you start, well, but well, the commitment he did to go ride dealership, well, dealership thing. over the years to do what he well, did to help thing. raise awareness and... because he did all that on Harley. And then, so, so then the story, then, then Harley, Harley picked him up and, and Harley gave him a brand new motorcycle. And then, and then Adam's like, "Hey, look, I gotta have shoulder surgery." And then Harley kind of dumped him, you know, and and retracted their retracted their sponsorship. And then next thing you know, now Adam's got an Indian in the stall, and he's he's riding his Indian around, and he's working with Indian now, you know. So a lot of people, a lot of people took a shit on Adam yeah. for doing that shit, and and then a lot of people took a shit on Harley for doing the same thing. But you know, in the in the big picture, if if you look at Adam Sandoval and what he did, you know, his, his story, you know, in a nutshell, uh, his wife left him and, and he sold everything that he had. He took the dog and the motorcycle and took off. So, so he used that motorcycle for his therapy from, from his wife leaving him. They know that's, that's what I've got. There's probably more to the story. So, so anybody listening, don't, don't hit me up and, and, and yell at me for getting the whole story wrong. But, but the, the gist of it, that, the gist of it, that's In a the nutshell. thing. And then, and then, and then here we are. You know, now mm-hmm. now we're going to every Harley dealership. Now we make it into raising money for the military, and and it grew and it grew and it grew into into the guy owns a campground now, and he's he's pretty much living the good life. Um, you know, if, if you're still following yeah. what he's doing, and and all the people that hate on him for whatever reason are the same people that are trying to build a YouTube channel by doing exactly the same things that he did to get where he's at today. So, so you can hate on him all you want, but half of YouTube in the motorcycle community is mimicking everything that this guy's already done. So, I mean, dude, thumbs up, kudos to the oh, yeah. kudos to Adam. I've met, I've met him. Um, I met yep. him when he was on the, on the Harley tour. I met him at one of the dealerships. I, I, I made a trip and went and went and met him and saw the bike and this and that. And then, uh, I went last year to the, uh, the, the world record ride. And, uh, I, I talked to him, I probably talked to him for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. He's a busy guy when said something like this, but, but, uh, both times, both times, oh, I bet. even though he was a super busy guy and, and he's the popular guy at the show, he took time, he took time and he had a conversation, um, 
absolutely. And that says something so, about a person. You know, I, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to make a trip out to the campground and stay as a veteran. You know, he's, he offers uh, free, and, and I'm not pumping him by any means. I, I, I don't, whatever. I just this is me following him. Um, you know, offers a free free campsite to veterans, and I'd like to go out. Yeah, I'd like to go out there. I think it's awesome when, what he's when doing. Ain't shit going on. And, and, you know, maybe just sit and chit chat with him because, because I, I, I'm really impressed with, you know, a guy that just took it from, from nothing to where he's at. I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm, I'm curious, you know. Well, I got a good friend that I ride with here in town. He's a, you know, a Navy veteran and him and his wife, actually, we just got back from a ride down to Eastern Oregon, <laughs> him and his wife, they're riding down there. Sometime next year, early summer, midsummer, yeah, they're gonna go yeah. down and stay at the campground I mean, and was, check it all out. He, he talked about that for the last. I think it's know, awesome last, what he's done. Uh, I don't know how long about you know kind of wanted to have a campground. Always wanted to have a campground, and he did it. He did it, you know, and he's got one now. And it's it's uh, I've been there. It's 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 a really nice place. Really super nice place. Well, he's making a great I, name for himself and what he's done. I mean, I I commend the guy for what he's done. It's impressive. I've no following him for years doing, on social media. He's and, still doing. You no know, watching his it's, videos. It's, not, it's and, not what he's what he has done. He's yeah, still doing. You know, and, and yeah, and he turns around. And, yeah, and, very true. Yeah, it's just it, it's impressive. You know, there there's some other there's some other names out there that are doing the same thing. You you uh, you mentioned the other day when we chit chatted on text, Rusty Bagger. So you know, Rusty Rusty, I've I've met Rusty oh, yeah. a couple times too. He works at Smoky Mountain Harley, and uh, you know just again kind of out of the out of nowhere he 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 hits up he gets a little bit of a following and then starts a youtube page and and uh he's he's real personable he's he's um um he's he's very friendly to talk to so so when you when you get a person like that that's easy to talk to it's easy to enjoy watching what they do and and his page has grown you know he had that he he laid the bike down and broke his ankle in the in the parking lot, but but he he laid his bike down, um, doing what he does. And he's a he's a motorcycle safety instructor, and he and he was out there, you know. So the 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 ironic part is he's a safety instructor teaching people to wear the right gear all the time, and then and then he was riding in a pair of vans and riding you know, in but, shoes. <laughs> but but that's that's one thing that that he said in one yeah. of his videos. You know, hey, valuable valuable lesson learned. You know, don't just don't just preach shit. If you're gonna if you're gonna put it out there, you might as well do it too. But but that's what he was doing. He was out in the parking lot, and he's he's really good on his motorcycle. I've I've seen him in person doing his little tight turns and and scraping them floorboards and whatever else you know. And and uh, you know, everybody that's what they say about motorcycles is there's two there's two kinds of motorcycle riders those those that have been down and and those that are gonna go down. So. You know, everybody's got their day coming, and exactly. you know, maybe maybe you get lucky and you never never have that. And you know, knock on wood, I, I hope that I never had that day. But but part of part of riding a motorcycle is you got to know that that's a possibility. So you can you can make your own decisions. Yeah, you know, knowing that that's a possibility. I see a lot of guys. See, Missouri just passed it where you don't have to wear a helmet if you're over eighteen. Um, I still wear my helmet and I'm going to continue to still wear my helmet. 
uh, when I, when I ride, I rarely ride in tennis shoes. I, I've got over the ankle boots and, and I, I, I hardly, I don't ever ride in shorts unless it's, unless it's just backing it out of the shed to wash it, driving it back in the shed, that kind of shit. But, but, uh, well, I absolutely agree that same way. I mean, I, now, I don't ride in tennis shirt, shoes. I won't ride in shorts. Bare arms. And, uh, yeah. Just yeah, not my thing. All the time. No, nope, I'm always once in a while if it's hot. But see what where I live, we just don't get. Oh, I mean, if it's a hundred, if it's here, if it's eighty, here, it's it's, it's three hundred percent humidity <laughs> here. So you know, it's just you're just ringing, soaking wet all day long. So um, yeah, t-shirt all day long, but but helmet and gloves. I always ride in gloves. Um, you know, and pants and boots all the time. So oh yeah, you know, absolutely, it's, I it's, agree. It's everybody's everybody's got their own thing, and everybody's you know, gonna do what they're gonna do, and and you know, I, I'm not the person that. I mean, if you show yep, up, if you true. show up to ride and you're in shorts and flip flops, I'm probably going to look at you like, man, you're retarded. But I can't tell you what to do. You, you're a grown person. You have to make your own decisions. You know, it's not smart. And, yep. Well, sure. Or yeah, you're going to sure. learn what you the mistakes you're making. But it's pretty funny. You, you know, you meant, we'll let the little cat out of the bag talk about Rusty Bagger. We're actually, Sweet. I'm doing an Rusty's episode with guy. him here in the next few Rusty's days, which is going to be dude. fun. I'm pretty I, excited about I, that uh, one. Uh, so, so funny story. I chit chatted with him. So I live in Missouri. He lives in Tennessee. Um, so, so he lives over in the Smoky mountains and, and I, I proposed to him one day cause he was doing vlogs and I was doing a couple of vlogs trying to build a YouTube. I proposed to him that, Hey, let's, let's ride and meet in the middle and you do a video. Hey, I'm riding somewhere cool to meet somebody and interview them. I do a video. Hey, I'm riding somewhere cool to meet somebody and interview them. And then when we get in the middle, we both interview each other and then we put it on our own YouTube page. I thought it'd be kind of a neat little deal. Um, so we talked about it for shit. I bet we talked about it for six months and it just nothing, nothing really worked out time wise. And, and uh, anyway, so fast forward now to Adam's world record ride, go all the way to Texas and Texas is where I get to meet a guy from Tennessee. So, so, um, you know, we, I pulled in there and, uh, uh, our motel just happened to be right next door to where his was. And he saw us ride in and he come over and, and, and hit us up. So I got to meet Rusty and his dad and they're both, they're both just great people. You know, they're just they're genuine. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to, to what you sitting down and having a conversation with him too. With Rusty Bagger is pretty much what you get, you know, unless, unless he's pulling the big fake job on everybody, but I don't think he is. He's, He's just a good dude, you know. Absolutely. He seems very humble, you know. You watch his stories and and you know all the social Absolutely. media, and he does seem like you know very down to earth, you know, guy. You know, kind of the same mentality, you know, what you and I seem to share, just with the passion, you know, of motorcycles and just I sharing agree. his I life agree. and um, what he enjoys yeah. about his bike. I know he lives in that area. Somebody I can't wait to visit. I'm. I'd love to ride through the Smoky Mountains and tail the dragon. Want to, so, at least one day so hit the my, tail of the dragon and I go down through the Ozarks too. This year. Uh, that's what I did. I rode I rode from my house. I rode over to uh uh well I stopped at I stopped at Smoky Mountain Harley and, and Rusty was there that day. So I stopped and chit chatted with him and then I went on to the dragon and then I rode on down into uh rode south down into Alabama and cut across and then came back to the house. So that was my thousand mile loop, but the, the, the dragon was right in the middle of my loop. 
beautiful. Yeah, that's an area someday I want to tour. I'm hoping here next year or two, I'd love to go across the country with my Absolutely. dad. That'd be a, plan an on, awesome fun Plan trip. on spending two or three days over there because there's there's more than just the dragon. You know what I mean? You, you, you need to ride the loop through the Smoky Mountain National Park. Um, there's, there's three or four other motorcycle roads over there, but it's, it's just a fantastic, beautiful area to ride in. I've seen a lot of cool pictures and videos also of the Ozark. You know, um, beautiful area. So that, that's just West of me is where, where that is. Um, I had, had a buddy two years ago that Mm -hmm. hit me up and he said, you know, Hey, Hey, you want to, you want to go take a motorcycle ride? Let's go spend the weekend in Arkansas. And I, and I thought, okay, let's go to Arkansas. But uh, it's just south of the Ozarks. So the northern, northern uh, northwest part of, uh, of Arkansas, they got a road over there called the Pig Trail. So that was kind of our uh, thing. We were going to go over and ride the Pig Trail. So that's kind of the equivalent to the Dragon is what they compare it to. Um, I didn't think it was as curvy as the Dragon, but I'm going to tell you this. I went to that Arkansas trip with the lowest of all expectations, thinking it was just going to be the shittiest trip ever. And the roads in northern Arkansas, the little two-lane side roads that we rode, some of the best motorcycle riding that I've had in a long time. We went we went over on a fur. Awesome. I think we went over on a Friday and uh, we stayed and then came back Sunday, but we rode I bet we rode. I bet we rode dang near two thousand miles in those three days. Yeah. Nice. If you ever, if you ever travel, make to Western Montana. I, I want to come. Up I would that recommend way. checking I, uh, out Lolo Pass. So you head out of Missoula, and once you hit Lolo, there's a sign on the side of the road which shows, uh-huh. you know, tells you twists and turns next two hundred plus miles, and you're just you're right along the. I think one oh, of wow. them you're on the North Fork of the Clearwater, and I can't remember the mountain on the or the river on the north side before you go over the Bitterroots to the south side. But it is just absolutely amazing. I got some videos still I need to edit. Would like to just do a put a little video on YouTube because that road it was freaking amazing. I'd heard about it and I'd never experienced. It. It's like I'm gonna go check it out and. It was a, a good route but, to get my miles up for doing that one K. I haven't been anywhere. Man, it was absolutely amazing. All the stories uh, I heard. I, were I made it. True. I, I rode up the, and did Beartooth Pass into Yellowstone, and then made the circle to come south and back. So that's as far west as I've been up that way. So I, I'd love to get up there into Idaho and and Western mm-hmm. Montana and Washington and Oregon. I've got another friend that I follow on uh, on Instagram from I think he's up there around Seattle. So, you know, same thing, you know, it's, it's, if you ever get up this way, you know, give me a holler. So. Washington, one of the, I think one of the best kept secrets that some people know about up here would be the North Cascades highway. It's open seasonally for probably six to eight months a year that goes over the North end up by it's up close to the Canadian border. It goes through the Cascade mountains and it is just absolutely amazing. You get up there by Lake Diablo Oh, and wow. it's the lake is just an emerald green coming right out I the glaciers. It and it's, I bet it is. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful and stunning. Yeah, I'd like to make a big loop. That's it some, is a cool highway saw, ride. Uh, uh, it's one of, those, one of those everybody shares it on Facebook kind of things at, at one time. And it was it was a, a loop 
where you could hit all 50 or not all, all 48 States in one, one loop. And, and it just, it hit highlights in all 48 States also. So it was kind of a neat little, you know, you sit and think, man, if I could get three weeks, just three weeks off work in a row, I could do that, you know, or, or two, you probably do it in two weeks, but you'd have to hit it hard, but it, it'd just be neat to do all of that and see, you know, yeah. everybody talks about wanting to go to Europe and, and all these other countries and stuff. There's so much beauty to see in our own country. You know, you, you just. Oh, absolutely. It's like one that I can't wait is here. also that I want to do is the Pacific same Coast here. Highway. Take yep. 101 all the I, way I down. Kinda, I kind of like to do that on a flying ride. Just go do that. Ride I mean, because for me, I can pull down my road. That. So, so I'd like to do that whole the whole all the way up the coast over there you know maybe pick something up in san diego ride all the way up the coast and drop it off in seattle and then fly home that'd be a great week i think so yeah i think you know, that that there, riders that has that stuff like that you can do i think it is yeah like for me i mean i could go down my road say 300 yards the end of it and go oh, a quarter wow. mile and i'm on highway 101 and i could just follow right. that all the freaking way because i i live on 101 up in the north end of washington port angeles so for me hitting That's 101 neat. just That's right neat. there and just start going i've gone a little ways down through oregon but i haven't done it down through southern oregon or you know rode any of it in california and i've seen so many pictures it's one of those little bucket you. list trips you. that i got planned someday that i will do did you do a uh, did you do your 1k this yeah, year yeah you did yours in August, okay? And then that yeah, was, I did. So that I, was I did in August. One. So now you have to now you have to yeah, stay in the a... loop. You have to do it every year now. Yep. And I don't think that's going to be a problem because it's you know so many people think, dude, why would you want to ride that far in a day? You know why do you want to well, push oh, yourself? Yeah, but yeah, I I enjoyed doing it. Was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Especially when you get towards the end of it, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at my GPS watch, you know, my. Or, google maps basically on my phone because i pre-routed it. it's like you start getting down you know that three hours two hours to your you know your ending point destination it's like that little second wind kicks in you're just so you're i, in a I uh, and i've done it i've it done was it fun. both ways i've done a, i've done a one way a thousand miles you know one direction and then i've done the loop where, where you come back home um i i, I can't say that i'm a bigger yeah. fan of either one um when I do the, I think, I think the straight out going straight out is easier for me because I try to do that. So like if I'm going to go on a week long vacation ride, I do the iron butt or the, the one K I do that on day number one. So, so I'm all excited to be on vacation and I'm ready to go. And it gets me from point A to point B in, in less than 24 hours, you know, and then, and then you're, so like, for example, I'd ride, um, like, like I rode to Sturgis. So, so from the house to, to Rapid City was 1187 miles. And I rode that in one strip, got, did that in like 16 or 17 hours. And now I'm there. So, so I don't have to waste any more travel time or any more money on motels or any of that shit. I'm at my destination where I'm going. And now I'm ready to screw around and and enjoy the sights, you know, and then, and then at the end of the trip, then you take a couple of days to get back home. You work yourself back home. But, um, I, to me, to me, I think that that's the really, 
the key to keep you going because you're excited and you've got an actual destination that you're going to, um, you know, some people, some people ride to get away right. from the house. And if you're just doing a loop, maybe you don't want to go back home, <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah. So was it after the, after you did that one K or was it okay, before so that, that was, you picked that up that, uh, the wild year. ass air um, cushion? So it was after the one K, uh, but I wrote, so it was, I guess I, I picked that thing up. Um, I think the second day of Sturgis. So the, the rest of my trip, I was, I was in that air cushion seat and, uh, you know, I, I, so, so, so for starters, what I've got a really nice seat on my bike. I've got a Corbin, the Corbin custom seat and, and it's got the gel pad in it and it's, it's super comfortable as it is. Um, this air pad, um, I, I don't mm-hmm. even, I don't even understand how it works. But I'm going to tell you what, there was none of that butt sting on the way home. You know, I took two days to get home, but there was none of that. It's, it's, this thing's got, it's got like eight or 10 little square, um, you know, where air bladders in the thing and, and they're all connected together. So when your butt's rolling around, the air's also floating around inside of this thing, but they're, but they're in square grooves. So airflow now is also going under your butt. So you're not getting swamp ass either while you're riding. And, and like I said, I, I'm not even real sure how it works, but uh, that, that might, that might be a good podcast episode for you. You get a hold of Craig with wild ass <laughs> seats and he'll, he'll talk, he'll talk your ear off about the thing because I stood there and talked to him at, at, uh, at Sturgis before I put it on my bike and he'll talk your ear off about it and, and he'll sell you on one. You know, I'm telling you, he will sell you on one, but, uh, absolutely. You should, you should, uh, I'm not trying to get a hold of him. That'd be fun. Message and, and, uh, chit chat. He'll probably, he'll be probably ecstatic to come on and talk to you about it. So that brings me one other question yes, guy, before we keep going and getting, I'm just having a good time here. What's probably you think your favorite accessory that you put um, on your bike since you got it? I, I I guess I guess let me let me ask you to clarify that question. Favorite fa- favorite as far as entertainment or favorite as far as <laughs> okay. functionality or um, you know so 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 functionality. Well, that's a good point. Know, two things, two things in combination. Um, the 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 a panger handlebars. So the tall. The taller bars, so so on my what size did you go with? I had a set of factory forty seven. So I, I put the factory 47 14 inch bars on that sixteen simply because my dealer adamantly told me you cannot put anything over a twelve inch bar without changing all your cables. And 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 fact and factory forty seven that's their whole thing. Yeah, I've read when that they everywhere came out, too. They're like, well, you can go up to a 16-inch bar with all your factory cables. So so I put the 14-inch on because that's tall enough for me um, just to spite my dealer, really. And and it it the bars, man, the, those are – they're the big inch and, a, inch and a quarter, inch and a quarter diameter, big, fat, heavy-looking handlebar. They're just a – they're just a badass-looking bar. And I love super, the look of those. Super comfortable. They're 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 bent right. They got the right bends in there. 
Um, so, so I had the one that looked like, uh, it's got the, the meat hook like point at the top. I had those on my 16. When I got this 19, um, mm-hmm. I decided to go with just the rounded top. So, so I have 14s on this one also, but it's the rounded top style and the, and the, they're the factory 47s. So, so the taller handlebars in conjunction with the rider backrest. So I, I know that I know the rider back. I think backrests make all the difference in the world, especially um, for that lower really lumbar support. Like a grandpa bike, but I'm going to tell you something. Those two items together, you sit up straight, and at the end of a 300-mile day, your back's not hurting because, because you're slouching in your seat, you know. Um, See, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm looking at deciding which handlebars, whether I want to go with the 12s or the 14s. So see, a 14 is probably better with, for you. I'm 5'7". I'm 5'10". So a, a 12 probably would have done just fine for me. Um, I had, I had 16s on, on a previous bike and, uh, me, me and a buddy, me and two other buddies, we all did it at the same time. We put 16 inch bars and, and I thought that the 16 was comfortable, but for me and my height, when you start making those tight turns where you're like in a full lock turn, um, you know, like parking lot maneuvers, that kind of stuff. Um, it, it was pretty, mm-hmm. a pretty big reach for me. I had to be really humped up on the tank to get that full reach. So. Yeah. See, and I like you come up with the height and then you get that five yes. or seven inches of yes. pullback, which See, really got, puts you into lined, the back. I, I lined my bars up right with the line of the fork. So if you're, if you look at my bike side on that fork line goes straight up my handlebar line. So that's just the, that's just a look that I like. You know, some guys like to push them forward a little bit. Oh, perfect. I don't know. It's just the look I like, and that's where it fit me perfect. So um, so functionality, that's probably the best upgrade or accessory that I've done is the bars and the and the, the backrest thing combined. Um, um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy my GoPro mounts as far as just – knick-knack stupid stupid accessories you know um absolutely you know getting those different angles and stuff just you know you've commented on my photography <laughs> a lot of my stuff from the bike not not so much anymore but a lot of that just came from the gopro um you can put that gopro in so many different places and you can get such interesting shots with that thing um and it's out of the way you know um the, the trick is to be able to put the GoPro somewhere where you can reach it to turn it on and off. You know, I'm not a big fan of that remote that goes with it because it eats the battery up, but, uh, you know, getting it in a place where, where you can mm-hmm. mount it, where, where you can get a good shot and be able to reach it to turn it on and off. Um, I, I just kind of like tinkering with that. It's kind of like a, kind of like a puzzle for you, you know? Right. Well, they got some of those nice mounts, you know, they go in the perch up by the handlebars, you know, where you take off the front cap, whether you're clutch or brake lever. So the, uh, both uh, on the, the mount and I bought the they're right there and you get mount. some great views. And it's, uh, uh, it, it screws in, you take out one of your windshield screws and it screws in where one of your windshield screws goes. And, and I use that one a lot, you know, it puts the, I, I use mm-hmm. it 
lately I've been using it with that, that uh, GoPro Max, the 360. And I can put my 360 camera up on that mount and I can ride all day long. And, and just simply that one mount with that 360 camera, I can get every angle that I want to get, you know, with that, with that little mount right there. And I haven't had to move it around. Yeah. Well, I can imagine so. Nice. Yeah, those are pretty impressive. I've seen some people, I've you know seen some yeah, of the pictures and videos a, you've done it's with a, it's a, those three sixty cameras are pretty impressive. Yeah. You can use it just like a regular GoPro, and then you can get all that extra weird shit out of it too. So there's kind of a niche uh, photography with it. You have to kind of find a place, a place for that to fit into your style of photography. You know, I, you, you see, it's like, if you go to my Instagram page and flip through there, you'll see some of those, mm -hmm. they call it a tiny planet. So it looks like, it looks like it's a tiny planet and then you're, you're a great big riding on the, on yeah. the planet or whatever. But you know, the, you, you can easily do too many of those and then your page starts looking like, you know, looking like you're not serious at all. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, some guys, that's all they do. Bunch that's, of circles. Their, their whole page <laughs> is dedicated to 360 photos, but, but I'm trying to, trying to keep a happy medium of decent photography on my page. You know, I'd, I'd like one of these days to, to, to make more out of my photography than just sharing shit on Instagram and, and doing a, doing a, a motorcycle shoot here or there, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to improve that and, and I don't want my page to look like just cornball when somebody goes and looks at it. You know, it's, it's neat to see a couple tiny planets in there and, and somebody look at them and go, well, well, how, well, huh? This is neat. Right. I'd say some of the, so the photos that, you did at that truck show, those turned out pretty impressive. I was hired those to do that event, nice trucks. Um, to go take the, the pictures of those trucks. I haven't even, uh, I don't know. Do you follow me on, uh, on the Facebook page too, or no? So my Facebook page, so yeah, I, I, another thing that I try to do, so I have, I have a yeah. Facebook page, I have an Instagram page, I have YouTube and I'm on Twitter, but I don't get Twitter. So I don't, I don't get on Twitter that much. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, I, I yeah, don't know. It, that's its whole other little anyway, world. Twitter. I try to, different. I try to do different content on, on almost all my pages. Um, sometimes I'll just post the same thing across the board, but, but not often. I try to, I try to, my, my thought is like for you, for example, if you make the effort to follow me on my different social medias, then I feel that it's my job to make the effort to provide different content and give you a reason to follow me on my different social medias. So, so I try to post different things, but that's, that's where I was going back with that truck show. You know, I posted, uh, um, posted more of that stuff over on my Facebook page because, because again, it was trucks and, and, uh, more of my following on my Instagram page is from motorcycle people. So it just, you know, you kind of have to, you have to entertain your audience if you, if you will. Right. So, before we I, uh, get out of here, I don't, you got any big uh, trips for I don't, I don't really next year? You thinking of uh, Sturgis? This year, going to Sturgis was my this was my first time going to Sturgis. So, so last year, last year I went to Sturgis, but I didn't go to Sturgis. If this makes any sense, I drove the the big rig for Custom Dynamics 
Um, I drove their show truck out to Sturgis, but then I flew home. Um, I flew home for the rally and I went back to work. They did the rally. When the rally was over, I flew back up there, picked up their truck and drove it back to their, their home base. So, so this year was really the first time I've been to Sturgis to the rally. And, um, that was my big trip this year. Um, I went to, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I'm hoping to hit it next year. I'm be, fun. be the person that needs to go to Sturgis every year. Um, I, absolutely, go. Yes, do it. Yeah, I just I want to experience it once. I haven't been. I, yeah, and no, yeah, it's I, one I of those things that you gotta think, knock think, off that list. You should. Everybody should go and have a good time and 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 do what you do. But I I don't know that I'm just the guy that I don't know. I'm just not a big crowd guy. And uh, I found myself. Well, I went by myself this year i was supposed to meet another guy up there and then and then his trip fell through um so so that that's that was the whole deal but i just found myself hanging out by myself i just didn't i didn't go party it up and you know maybe maybe that's what i missed but that's not me anyway you know i I went and i rode and did all the sightseeing and and put on a bunch of miles and and broke in my air cushion seat and (laughs) you know just had a good time so Absolutely. And they're, you know, Absolutely. I mean, if a guy enjoys and history, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys the right see up there too between dead. They world, also might tell you where some abandoned shit is that Rushmore. nobody else is going to be at, and you can get some cool photos. So I had that, I had that happen this year. Yeah, I had a uh, a guy I follow on Instagram. Hey, you know, this is true. If you're interested, here's some. Uh, I'll, I'll get you some information where some things might be. So, so I had some things passed along to me. Um, I went and saw one of them. Um, you know, some of them were. Uh, it would have been interesting things, but I, I just, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I think you had to do some trespassing and I just wasn't, I just wasn't in the, in the, in the mood to be taking that chance while I was up there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I haven't really thought about next year. Totally. Yeah, I really, I really <laughs> haven't. Um, um, I, so. I went, so Grand Canyon, I, I wouldn't mind going back to the Grand Canyon. So that, that, that could be a, a realm of possibility. I really enjoy the Rocky mountains. So any, any section along the Rocky mountains, I I'm really enjoying a lot. Uh, Colorado, super beautiful. Um, golly. Yeah. Colorado million dollar highway. I'd like and, to go check out at least, there, you know, go you through the Rockies and to, hit that million dollar uh, highway. Uh, oh crap. What is the, uh, um, I can't even think of the national park. Um, it's, it's by Mont, not Montrose. Um, golly, I can't think of it. Um, I can't think of it. It's in the, it's in the Northern, Northern, Northern. Yeah, it's, I can't think of it either. Of, I think I know what you're talking about, there. but I, um, it's a national park up there, but, but the cool thing is if you're in photography at all, there's no lights there. And it's one of the best places on the planet to do any kind of astrophotography, or if you just like to go look at the stars, you can go there and there's no light pollution. It's just black and, uh, and the park's open. You can go there 24 hours a day. So, so that's, that's the neat part is they don't close the gates at, you know, five o'clock where you can't get in there. It's, See, that's yes. the other one I like to check Absolutely. out is Zion, like Utah down in uh, 
Utah, Zion and Arches. Those would be some amazing area, especially so like talking is, photography, uh, uh, the Red Rock collection, and everything would be Gunnison, freaking amazing. National Park. And then, and then if you go in Utah, one of the things that you do not want to skip is Canyonlands National Park. So, so Zion and Bryce and all those are beautiful. Canyonlands okay. was a was an accidental stumble onto me and a buddy yep. were there at the same time, and and I had so much fun at that park. It it, it just it, I don't even know how to describe it. And it was just an accidental. Maybe maybe it's because we weren't expecting it. Um, you know, it's just we just had a really good time climbing all over the cliffs and nobody gives a shit. If you, if you fall, it's on you, but that they, they let you crawl and jump and have a good time. You know, I felt like a kid while I was there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, That's awesome. It is, you know, and sometimes that's sometimes, always about just exploring and finding places you ain't been and just enjoying the ride. Just be Stan's diner or, you know, or Rosie's Rosie's cafe or, or whatever. And that might just be the highlight of your trip. You know, there's always, Every trip you go on, or even even a day ride, if you just go out and do a hundred miles and come back, there's something that's just going to be the highlight of your day, and it's always something silly, you know, big big piece of pie that you want back to. That's what, yeah, that's it. Yeah, something silly or you know something simple. Yes, yeah, awesome friend of mine. We did that one as in Idaho. He took me up to Idaho City. We went to this mom and pop diner. And- the food was amazing. We're leaving. They had pies, but the pies must have been seven <laughs> or eight inches thick. It was more like looked like a cake. And the lady's like, "What you never seen a pie counter?" Yes, I'm like, no, I've seen pies. I said, "Man, place, I've never a seen somewhere a pie that's, that thick." That's their gig. That is it's absolutely insane. Foot high pies, and they're they're a, a piece of pie, and it's a foot foot thick. Yep. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, or di- a big plate of diabetes. Freaking meal in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that too. No kidding. Yes, sir. So, Again, hey, well, right on, man. Thanks for, uh, thank, thanks, thanks for agreeing and coming on and, enough to, and talking. It was a lot to, of fun. Uh, including your podcast and, and uh, happy to be number two, I guess. So, fantastic. Hey, thank yeah, you. well, shoot. The thank first you. one was just I, me by myself. Know, so, many, shoot, many you're actually you the, the first guest there was. Drugs for you. Yep. Hey, thank you, man. Awesome. Well, hey, keep up what you're doing, and I'll keep following along. Like I said, you know, your thank photography you. and everything you. You, well, do, maybe can, uh, like maybe you do. Maybe we can. I like. I find it interesting, and, and the work you do is impressive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Cross paths one of these sure, days, sure and, and shoot it live face to face. Right on, Will. All righty. Thanks, man. There you go. Hey, well, thanks for coming on and. Hey, okay, stay thanks. safe and have fun, man.